Uh, welcome, listeners, to another another episode of Coffee with Doc. And today, I have uh, I have a uh, young man that uh, graduated a few years ago from uh, Sturgis High School. Was an athlete, and, and again, um, this guest not so much uh, um, involved in our athletic training curriculum, um, but certainly a um, a figure of our community today. And I, I, I can't say how, how much how, how proud I am of him, um, not only the position that he holds now, but um, uh, the family he has raised and uh, the adversity he's gone through uh, to get to um, where he is today. And, and he, you know, basically this, this episode's coming from the house, what I consider the house of heroes. Um, I'm honored to be a part of this, um, and certainly I am no hero, but I, uh, I play a role in um, trying to keep these, uh, these um, firemen and police healthy so they can go ahead and protect us, and, and it's, a, it's an honor and privilege to be, uh, to be, a, part of, be a part of this team. So with that, um, we'll have uh, our guest give you his name and the year he graduated and uh, what he's doing today. Hi everybody, this is Jeff Smith. I'm uh, the Director of Public Safety for the City of Sturgis, which is a fancy title basically for I'm the Police and Fire Chief um, here. You mentioned, uh, when did I graduate Sturgis? I graduated from Sturgis 25 years ago in 1993. So I'm a little bit older than some of your other guests, but I've been around for a while. You're probably not so young then. I'm not that young anymore. I'm 44, so. Ah, you're still a kid. Yeah. I'm on the good side of 40. <laughs> so um, so tell us, what sports did you play at Sturgis High School? Um, at the high school level, my freshman year, I played um, soccer. And then um, all four years, I was a swimmer. Swimming. Swimming was my thing, yeah. I had Growing up, I played soccer, swam, dabbled a little bit in tennis, basketball, um, I think I did a year of football and uh, and uh, basically just focused on swimming once I got into high school. Cool. And I, I do remember uh, your swimming. I, I remember that. Uh, you weren't hurt very much. You weren't in the athletic training room, but uh, I can remember the, the young man that you were. And uh, so, so give us an idea of your friend circle. Um, bring up some names that, you know, you were good friends with and some teammates. Teammates, you know, it, so every year when, so I started obviously as a freshman swimming um, at the high school level. So when you, you had teammates, you know, those would change as they would graduate out because you look to the older um, guys on the swim team for that leadership role or that friendship role. Good point. You know, so, you know, Jason Kirtley, uh, Jeff Bistry was probably one of my closest friends on the swim team. He was a junior when I was a freshman, so I, I, I was fortunate to have him for a couple of years around. Um, you know, Andy Waldron, uh, there, there were several, Matt Mock, um, just a whole bunch. But at the time, you know, there's a longer story to how I got back into swimming because I was a little bit burning out. But my freshman year, we only had 12 swimmers. And so it was one of those, we were a very tight group because there was so few of us. Um, but it was amazing that, you know, we still ended up winning a meet or two when we shouldn't have just because of pure numbers, because of how the scoring works. 
because there was events we didn't have people in. So um, as that went on, you know, I had different friend groups. Um, I was one of those that a lot of times you will have your cliques where it's like one set of friends. I was kind of diverse, so I had friend groups from different sets, social, economic, you know, it, it really didn't matter. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to say I was popular, but at the same time, like I said, I associated with different types and different groups. And I mean, out of 200 and I think it was 217 that graduated from my class, I would probably consider 150 of them at the time my friends, just because like I said, just depending on the day would be who I was talking to or hanging out with sure. or that type of thing. Sure. So. And as the type of person you were, too, and still are. You're, you're a very uh, spoken person. You, um, you're easy to talk to, easy to be friends with, you know, and I, and I remember that of you when you were in high school. Oh, thanks. I, yeah, I, I, it was one of those that it was, you know, I think growing up, just one of those things that, you know, you... you you're friends with everybody and you know you have those conversations and you know um, you just kind of move forward so sure. and that, that that has continued with me throughout my life I think neat neat and uh, so looking back um, what was your favorite class at Sturgis High School favorite class for whatever reason um my I don't know if I can narrow it down to a favorite class. I can narrow it down to a favorite classes because it was the same teacher. And that would be Emerson Green um, for physical science and then chemistry. Um, and the thing is, is I'm not really a science person. Um, I like science, but to say my favorite subject, it would be history, social studies, things like that. For some reason, it's really easy for me, so I enjoy it mm -hmm. thoroughly. Um, but as far as my favorite, you know, class and what was, you know, what I got out of it and things that I learned that also set me up later for life would probably be, um, was physical science, chemistry with Emerson Green. That would probably be it. Um, the, probably second favorite, you know, and it's not because you're interviewing me, I loved your class. I mean, we had a blast. Whether I was in, um, you know, whether it was just freshman gym when I first met you, mm -hmm. Um, or if it was later, I think it was, I, I don't think it was called weightlifting, but it was more specific on weight training, strength training, you know. and Human performance. Yeah, and I mean, that was just a blast because it was one of those that I was getting those workouts, but yet, you know, I got that wealth of knowledge from you on what I should be focusing on for whatever I was trying to work on. Sure. You know, and I, that was back when uh, creatine had first come out, and I was that skinny stick kid that it didn't matter what I ate I couldn't put on weight metabolism was out of sight through the roof <laughs> I mean I could have pulled a Michael Phelps and consumed 8,000 calories in a day and I don't think I would have put on weight you know you were one of those that you're just like you know just keep your you know keep strength conditioning keep keep doing these it doesn't matter on the weight it doesn't matter you know you just you need to continue on the strength building and you know you, you kept hounding me on that and not worrying so much about putting on the weight just increasing what my limits were sure um and you know so that was really really important for me also um, going through high school right and yeah we are what we are and we have to do with what we have and you certainly um you certainly um you certainly did that you know through through performance and and uh being a good teammate too um so your favorite teacher would be mr green yeah. Okay. He comes up a lot, and and then again, I've always said this. It's 
you know, you you probably couldn't explain to me any any chemistry equation he taught you, but what you will tell me is how he treated you. Yeah, and you know, so without getting into too much of a story, but my senior year in the fall, I had gotten bronchitis, and they had put me on Seclor. And with Seclor, it's one of those medicines you take like 30 days. Uh, it, it's a real long time. Well, anyway, you're feeling much better at the end. I was on my last dose literally that day, and the friends were playing some uh, touch football. And all of a sudden, I broke out in these huge hives. Well, I went into anaphylactic shock. And so I ended up missing almost seven weeks of cool. high school yeah. during my senior year. Um, and chemistry... I was in that class at that point, and the reason I took chemistry was because I had Mr. Green for physical science, and he mm. somewhat talked me into taking chemistry. Um, I struggled with it. It wasn't easy for me. Um, it was a hard class anyway. Uh, that man got me through chemistry, and when I say he got me through, that doesn't mean he gave me anything, but he showed up at my house in the evenings to help me with some of the assignments once I was a little bit better um, mentally because of some of the drugs they had to give me to counteract everything. It really wasn't, I couldn't do the homework, but once I could, but I couldn't go to school yet, he was over at my house two to three times a week or needed. if I needed him more. Mm -hmm. Never any complaints. When I got back to school, it was either after school or whatever, and he would literally tutor me on the board the things that I didn't comprehend or couldn't understand. The man never complained, always had a smile, was always encouraging. Um, you know, I can't, like I said, and that's not to say some of my other teachers didn't offer that type of thing, sure. or, but... Like I said, I can't say enough about him that, you know, I, and I think the first time he showed up at my house, he just, he came over, just basically check on me and tell me that, look, when we get to where we're at, let me know and we'll get, and I, I, he repeatedly, we will get you through this. We sure. will get you through this. A caring individual. And he hasn't really changed that much. Uh, he, he's, he's still that caring person and uh, he'll do whatever it takes, you know, for that student to, uh, to excel. You know, I, yeah. I, I just ran into him Saturday. Um, I think he had a cross-country match, and I was at a volleyball match with one of my kids. And he's got uh, my my uh, second to oldest is in his class now for chemistry, and I kind of joked with him, like, you won't have to help her because she's, she's – and he kind of laughed. But, you know, it, it's back to – it just – that that also changed me in a lot of ways as far as um, – when you're an adolescent and depending on what you're going through with either groups of friends or things around you, environment, you know, you, you kind of sometimes get an attitude problem. You know, he was probably along with some other factors, like kind of that wake up call that, you know, that's kind of how you should be. That's how you should treat people. That's how this works. And so, you know, that, that was really important for me. Neat. Um, so any other teachers that you recall? From the from from back then, a lot of them retired. Mrs. Pauls is still around. Yeah, uh, she was fantastic. Had her for Spanish for um, two years. Uh, she always gave me a hard time. Um, still does. Great lady. Um, I had Mr. Reardon, Ron Reardon, um, Mrs. Gorsuch. I had Mr. Gorsuch. I already mentioned I had you. Trying to think, uh, I had Mrs. Roberts, I had Miss Darby, now I'm trying to think because I kind of got out of order of thinking of years in particular. 
more of my senior year. Who mm -hmm. did I have? Uh, that's right now. That's about all okay. I can really think of pulling them out. So basically, you were on a swim team. So, um, who was your coaching mentor? Ray Martin. And I mean, I I did stingrays since I think I started at seven or eight. Um, and so Ray was always involved with stingrays, even though you had different coaches. You know, he was always around. So uh, Ray Martin from stingrays through high school. Great feeder system. Holy cow. <laughs> That man lives at the pool. I mean, he did, and he's still there a lot now, too. Yeah, so yeah. It was his thing. He's Great very, individual. Very and again, a, a caring individual, you know, someone who really pushed people and, uh, mm -hmm. and um, you know, had high expectations. And yeah, that's yeah, how high, you grow. High bar, high bar. Yeah, I mean, that's how, that's how you grow. Yeah, that's how you grow. So, uh, so you graduate Sturgis High School in June of 93. Mm-hmm. Take us through the path and uh, right up to this conversation and, and everything in between. And, and uh, don't leave out any honors because I know you have, you have a lot um, with police force and that type of thing. So I'll try. Um, so I graduated in 93. Somewhere a year or two before that is when I decided that I wanted to go into law enforcement. Um, I was torn between that and teaching. Um, I'm from a family of teachers, so I don't know if it's just in the DNA or what, but those were my two focuses. Somewhere, probably around my senior year, it just kind of clicked. And I'll be honest, I think that, and, and I've told this story before, I had a bad, ex I had a couple experiences with police officers. One of them was a good experience, and one was a not so good experience. This is as a citizen? As a person. Okay. As a teenager. And I, both times, I mean, it, I was wrong. You know, one was for speeding, I think, and the other one might have been a, like a red light violation or something. The point is, on the bad interaction, which, which I felt was a bad interaction, I knew that I could do better than that. So it kind of cemented for me that that was what I wanted to do and that when I got into the field that I wanted to treat people like I wanted to be treated, um, show everyone respect. Um, you know, when I say that, there is also the time that, you know, I, I don't I don't want to be like Patrick Swayze from Roadhouse, but, you know, there's a time to be nice and there's a time to not be nice. But the point is, is you should always treat everyone with respect, whether you've dealt with them 20 times that day or, you know, that's the first time you've met them. So that kind of compelled me. I started signing up for my college classes, and I, my parents were both from Oaks, um, had been there forever, um, both retired from there. So I, I went to Glen Oaks for my first year, and probably a month in, Jim McNeil, who was a detective sergeant here at the time, um, suggested that they had an opening with the reserve officers. And that it's kind of like an internship somewhat, you know, but kind of get your feet wet. Obviously good references, things like that. So I signed up for that. I got hired and I was 19 in the, right around December of 93. So by football or basketball season of January of 94, here I am one year out of high school and I'm showing up working some basketball <laughs> games in uniform and some of the faculty and stuff like that are thinking, what is going on with this guy? Um, so I stayed out of the reserve, um, finished up my year at Oaks. I would have done two, but to be honest, um, 
high school, I don't know if you want to say I slacked off in some points, but I didn't take it as seriously as I should have. In college, I hammered it. I mean, I graduated with uh, 3.9. Um, and, and that's that, an interesting fact. The interesting fact is you found a passion. Yeah. And you went with it. I did. And in high school, a lot of times, we're still figuring it out. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of passion, you know, for, for one thing. But when you figure it out, and there's a lot of kids out there that it's okay. Yeah. You will figure it out, and you will grasp onto something, and this is a perfect example. Yeah, and, you know, it, 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 you're exactly right. But it was what I knew I needed to do, and even though I may be taking those electives that may not, uh, you know, English, math, right. whatever it is, I still did it, and I was taking like 18, 19 credit hours because I was trying to get the degree done in two years. And at some point I was thinking, okay, am I going to stop um, and get a job after two years in the academy, or am I going to go on? Um, I started burning out a little bit because I did have heavy uh, credit hour sure. semesters. So I decided that at the time, what the heck, um, I'm going to go back. So I ended up, um, Sturgis didn't have any openings at the time. With police, you've got one year to find a job where you have to basically redo a bunch of your certifications. Uh, because of some, uh, so Dave Northrup, everybody knows Dave Northrup. Dave Northrup was, I think he was a corporal at the time on the road on midnight. Um, he could have been an officer, but I think he was a corporal. I came down and basically did, because I was living in Kalamazoo, I think I, I forgot to mention, I went to Kalamazoo Valley for my second year. And so I was living in Kalamazoo, but I came home almost every weekend and I worked. Um, and I rode with Dave and, you know, it was on-the-job training. It was almost like our FTO program. They had me doing things that reserves normally aren't doing and everything else. So it set me up. So that when I did get done with the uh, with my degree and I was certified, I literally got a phone call from Baroque uh, Chief saying, "Hey, I got a part-time job. When can you start?" So I took that job. Um, I worked in Baroque maybe I want to say seven eight months. At the same time, I got uh, two months in at Baroque. Colin called, said, "Can you start tomorrow?" I already worked out your schedule with Baroque so that you can work both on part-time. Long story short. Schoolcraft did the same thing, but I only worked there a week because Colin opened up with a full-time job. And then within three months of that, Sturgis um, was hiring, and I got in. So basically, I went a year um, from when I graduated uh, from college to being back. So I started in Sturgis full-time September 3rd of 96. So I'm starting my 23rd year right now. So. Um, so I came here, came back. Um, at some point in college, I decided that uh, I liked Sturgis better than Kalamazoo. Um, and it, I thought this would be a great place to continue my career and kind of see how things went. So I came back, uh, worked the road for a little bit, then I was youth services officer for seven years. Um, during that time, I met my wife, who I'd already met, but uh, didn't realize that we would ever start dating. She was an athletic trainer, cheerleader. Um, and end up with uh, four daughters and raising a family. So went from youth services officer after seven years to corporal, um, promoted out, uh, became corporal. Wanted to stay active with the schools because um, that bond was really big for me. Um, I enjoyed it tremendously, probably one of my favorite jobs to this day. Um, so I, I 
was appointed, there was a vacancy on the school board, so I did Sturgis Public Schools uh, Board of Education for about 11 years. Um, promoted again from corporal to sergeant, um, and then, I don't think I can get my years right, but somewhere around 2007, I think, I became detective sergeant, um, and uh, did that for a few years, and then from there, I promoted up in 2013 to director when uh, Dave Northrup retired. In between there, um, I don't know, I, I've had awards for Police Officer Service of the Year, um, Life Saving Awards, Meritorious Awards, Unit Citation Awards, um, Years of Service Awards, um, and I, I'm sure I'm missing a few. I've had some awards from the community, from the Board of Education, you know, things like that for various things that I did on the job. Um, so, and then now, um, with the director job, um, currently I'm second vice president of the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police, so that means I'll be president in two years. I'm a consultant. I'm considered a subject matter expert for body-worn cameras, so I do some consulting and help out other departments for a, a company that's contracted with Department of Justice. Um, Awards-wise, we've gotten lots of stuff. One of the coolest ones was we got that Governor's Fitness Award um, for your program that you established. Uh, I think it's been six years, five years and some change, almost six years, where you know you, you changed up basically how all the firefighters are working out. And you know, our uh, we went from quite a few um, worker cop claims for um, I don't want to call them fluke injuries because they're legitimate injuries. They're injuries that shouldn't probably be happening to knock on wood. Very few, very few, to almost none in the last five years because of the way that they work out now, because they train for how they work. Instead, it was just ram, shot, throw it against the wall, let's go run on the treadmill, or let's sure. do a couple bench presses, and that's our workout. And now it's much more specific, and we're seeing the, the, the fruits of that. So, um, there's probably some other things that I've forgotten. You know, I've been invited to IACP for, uh, to speak last year on body-worn cameras. Ryan Benazic, my deputy police chief, and I are speaking this year in October on some active killer training curriculum that we came up in conjunction with the schools. Um, you know, it's back to a lot of people have always, that I've looked up to at least, have always set a high bar. And so I've always really had a high bar. Who are your mentors? Holy cow. Uh, personally or professionally or both? Both. Um, my dad, and that one's a little hard for me. He's, he, he died uh, three years ago. But that, that man was always my hero. He was always my mentor. He still was, is. Still is. Yep. Just can't call him on the phone anymore. <laughs> um, yes. But, you know, him, um, work wise, you know, outside of that, there was probably a few other like parents that, you know, every now and then you kind of, you, you, you get glimpses of things that, you know, hey, that, that's really good advice and you follow it. Um, but I, I can't think of like a specific example. Um, probably a few teachers. You influenced me a lot. Uh, like I said, Mr. Green before influenced me a lot. I had a couple college professors that, you know, they, they were pretty interesting. Um, you know, one one was during PT, um, so basically his his motto was if you weren't cheating, you weren't winning. 
Um, so basically for fighting and stuff. So, you know, that there. And then professionally, you know, back to, you get, like, certain pieces from different people. Mm -hmm. Northrop was definitely a huge mentor for me. Dave's always been, like, um, my older brother. And my, you know, he, he's a friend, but a um, lot of knowledge from that guy. And then, you know, there's other chiefs and other executives out there that have also gotten um, some of that from... Tim Bergoyce, who just retired from Kalamazoo Township, um, he's now in charge of um, MCOLS, which is the governing body for uh, the police commission for the state of Michigan. That, that guy is, 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 is another one of those that I would consider a mentor, um, and, and there's several others, but uh, that's, I'll just shorten it up a little bit. So those, those mentors... Do they mean a lot to you as far as the person who you have become? Because it sounds like you have yeah. a lot of them. You took a little bit of here, a little mm -hmm. bit of here, a little bit of here. Yeah. How has that made you into the professional you are today? I think it's been critical in the how I've either developed or into the steps that I've taken. And, you know, I, I left my mom off there, and I, I probably shouldn't have because my mom's been huge and still mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. Um depending on how much of that those pieces that I took. So obviously my parents, because you're raised by them, so you're around them a little bit more, you know. But one of the things that I always seem to understand, and my dad, um, mom also, but dad a lot, always, always pushed the fact that it didn't matter who it was, you know, it was back to you, treated everyone the same way. And basically there, there was always a learning opportunity. And I don't know if it went back to the educational component, that that's his thing was education mm -hmm. and mom's was education. Mm -hmm. You can always learn. So what I always did, I still do. So um, I am, I, I'm, people will not like the fact that I'm okay with change as long as it's the best thing to do. It's the right thing to do. I don't care if we've been doing it for 12 years and it works. Is there a, is there a better way? show me mm -hmm. and then let's do it the one thing that i picked up someplace from probably my dad was you know always listen and if you can take those little glimpses or those little pieces and modify that for yourself it'll make you a better person and it'll help you as you move on you know i noticed it for the first time when i was detective um Maybe a little bit before that, but I was doing an interview on a very hard um, criminal sexual conduct case with a suspect. And I could not, this, this person just did not want to talk to me. <clears throat> so what I did is what I had done. I had developed my interview skills from probably five or six different interviewers, in my opinion, that are the best of the best. And so what I did is I just modified my interview style and I started taking pieces of what they used and it worked and so with that I do that with pretty much every job that I do um, you know if I have to create stuff fantastic if we have to come up with new stuff fantastic but a lot of times some of those things are getting those pieces from other places and then just trying to put them together to make it the best fit for us um, so that you know we can we can move forward and you know that I, I think I I didn't really mention it, but, you know, 
for a small town, we're being recognized quite a bit for a lot of the things that we're doing. And a lot of that just has to do with, you know, we are a huge team and all of us have the same end goal. You know, we want what's best for the community. Sure. So if you, and this is stolen from someone and I can't tell you who, and it could have even been Timber Goyce from Kalamazoo Township, but, uh, you know, do the right things at the right time for the right reasons. You do that and you're all good. Sure. So for me, no matter what it is, my bar, um, personally and professionally, though, is always to try to be ahead of the curve. So if there is something new, if there is something better, you know, obviously it needs to be examined before it's implemented and that type of thing, but why not? Sure. Why would you not want to be cutting edge? Why would you yeah. not want to be better? Right. So our goal is always to be the best at what we do, and, you know, that's what we try to do. You have an incredible journey. Your journey from, you know, Sturgis High School to today is it's incredible. And somewhere along the line, um, you've had to have failed. So give 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 our our followers our listeners how did failure assist you in again the professional and not only the professional but the leader you are today you say we have a team here there's no doubt about we have a great team here but it comes from the top down so what what role did failure play well i'm going to answer like the end of that question then i'll go back to the failure play part of that leader thing and I shouldn't call it a thing, but part of the leadership is, you know, being involved and also realizing that there's really no job too small or too big to do. You know, sometimes, so fire, fire department compared to police, sometimes, like when you're on a scene, especially for like a fire, they really like to stick, you know, chain of command and everything else. And I remember the first couple of fires when I showed up and I was filling air bottles and some As the, a chief. Yeah, some of the firefighters yes. are looking at me like, what yes. are you doing? I'm like, they need filled up. He's tied up. Right. filling bottles. Right. You're not sitting home. No. Right. So it's just one of those, it's one of, you know, you got to make sure that as a leader that, you know, you're willing to do what it is that you're asking everyone else to do. By example. Correct. Always lead by example. Mm-hmm. Or the best that you can. But you, you will have, you will fail and you will make mistakes. I mean, nobody's perfect. I think for me... My, the, you know, I can't really think of a time that I absolutely just failed. Um, I'm sure there have been, and there's probably been, you know, a handful of times. What sticks out for me, though, is something that tends to bother or an issue that comes up quite often. And so I tried promoting to corporal twice and sergeant twice and detective sergeant twice interesting so the first time at corporal i didn't get it maybe it was three times i think because i think the second time at corporal i didn't get it i got it the third time sergeant i i tried the first time i didn't get promoted i got it the second time detective sergeant i tried it the first time i didn't get it and then i got it so the reason i don't consider them failures is because it eventually i, I reached that goal at the time it felt like a failure mm-hmm. because i didn't i, I didn't attain it sure. but and it's one thing that I have conversations with every employee that um, um, that's in the, that I know that's outside of here, and any of my coworkers here that are moving up or whatever. You know, when I when I didn't get that position that I was seeking, mm-hmm. I didn't really blow up. I didn't, you know, I was disappointed, but 
and it, it, this, I don't want this to sound petty, but in my head, my, my responsibility was to prove whomever that they were wrong and that I could do a better job. Um, maybe not so much than the person they promoted because, you know, all of those were good people. But I wanted to show everyone that I was not only capable, but I wanted them to wish that they would have uh, uh, promoted me for that position. Mm-hmm. And like I said, that sounds a little petty, and it really isn't. What what I what I try to get across because we have it come up. You know, we only have one position that may be uh, promotable, but yet we have four or five people. Right. And I have that conversation before, and I have that conversation usually afterwards. And I say, use that as a moment. You know, um, sometimes we make mistakes. Sometimes it's just the competition's tough. You know, but continue to do the best thing. Continue to do that. Continue to move on. It will happen. And you know. Um, so I've taken those moments and basically tried to rise above them and continue on um, hoping and knowing that, you know what, I am going to get there um, because I'm capable and I want to, mm-hmm. um, but also, you know, setting that bar really high. Sure. So it's a matter of taking one step backwards and three mm-hmm. step forwards, and, and that's what people have to understand. Kids have to understand that. Parents have to understand that. Failure is Okay. Let them fail. They'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. But in the end, what we're talking about here, you reached your goals. Yeah. You know, you reached your goals. And you've developed a a, um, a standard and a model by which small town law enforcement and, and fire um, are, are taking heed to. You know, and, and we're tapped. You I mean, you're you're being consulted. You know, for what's going on, and so proud to be a part, a part of it, and just so proud that that you're heading this thing up, and and uh, you took over for Dave Northrup. You mentioned Dave's an incredible, incredible human being. He's seen a lot of things. Um, we're going to have him on, and uh, at some he'll point, be a lot and, of fun. yeah, and he'll he'll share his story, and um, really want young people to you know to take this in and, and know. And understand, you know, the, the struggles that you had, the goals that you set for yourself. And, um, you know, it made you, again, the professional that you are today. And, uh, and again, this is the house of heroes. I mean, I, I firsthand know what everybody sees and, and what you guys go through every day. And, and it's much appreciated. Um, and uh, I, 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 can't say, I can't say enough, you know, about, about that. So... Um, Anything else you want to add? This this has been great. I mean, I learned a lot of things about you today that that I didn't know. I don't Your think wife so. talk, I, talk talks about talk about Stephanie and you know. So two more weeks and we'll be married what twenty years. So uh, my wife Stephanie um, met her re met her I guess yeah. on a fluke. I went to the wrong house on a loud music complaint and she was there <laughs> and. Uh, Basically, we hit it off. I mean, it was one of those, you know, the, the cliche that you know when you know. Uh, I, I mean, we were finishing each other's sentences on the first date, which I thought was weird. It was like I knew her forever. Um, so, yeah, she's my best friend. Um, love her to death. Uh, very supportive. She, you know, I think for her, a lot of these steps in the career were um, tough because, mm-hmm. you know, gone a lot. A lot of trainings. I mean, I, I, I still do, um, but it's one of those you kind of learn 
how to adapt and you sure. know, just move forward. But the um, support was there. I mean, you, you, you both could have said, yeah, let's pack this in and, yeah. you know, and do something else. And, yeah, I'll finish my teaching degree. But that wasn't your passion. Yeah. Your passion was law enforcement. Yeah. She supported that. And that, that's, that's incredible. Yeah. You know? Four daughters involved in various athletics and, uh, uh, you know, extracurricular stuff. So our, our calendar is kind of crazy. But the oldest is now uh, Bailey. She's in college. So she moved out, so it lightened the load a little bit, but it also took a driver away that was my taxi, my built-in Uber. So, yep. And Stephanie's coaching cheerleading sideline and um, competitive, so we're kind of a single parent from about July <laughs> until March, but uh, it's all good. It's all good. I can't, I, I, I can't complain. You know, you made the comment, like, heroes. I, we're not heroes. I mean, we're here to do a job and to try to serve the community the best that we can, and you know, I hope that we're doing that and we'll continue to do it. And if somebody doesn't think that we are, I need to know about it so we can fix it so that we are. And we really, really appreciate you being part of our team because Thanks. it's been huge. Well, it's, I, it's, it's I a high underscore it enough. It's a highlight of my career. It, it really, truly is, especially this time in my career as I retired from from the sideline, quote the sideline, but this is my sideline. This is This fulfills that teamwork thing and... Mm-hmm. It, it, open arms. I mean, I'm I'm here constantly, and and I've got some good friends from it, and you know that kind of thing. And, and we're all we're all watching out for each other. But uh, the community um, appreciates you, and, and and we're safe, and um, you do the best job you can, and we we all appreciate it. Um, so yes. that's uh you know that that's going to be a wrap. I mean, I, again, I, I enjoy this thoroughly, and you learn a lot of different things, and it's it's been. Um, it's been a great experience, and I really appreciate. I know you're busy, and I appreciate. We all appreciate the time you know that you took to, you know, tell us your journey and and explain you know how you got there and and uh, anything's possible. Thanks for letting me share. Possible. I you know like I said, I hope some of it you know maybe will be beneficial to some other people too. So yeah. Hey, that's that's coffee with Doc uh, Jeff Smith, our uh, director of uh, law enforcement and uh, fire, and. Um, It's been nice talking to all of you, and uh, stay tuned for the next episode.